I kicked it off, we were talking about Zacchaeus and how he climbed up in this big sycamore tree to see Jesus. And we kind of use that as this, uh, this metaphor for us here at Big Houses. We want you guys to see Jesus. We want you guys to be able to rise above and see that. And so we're going to dig into the story because there's some really cool, interesting things about the story. But first, uh, since some of you may or may not have your Bibles, I'm not going to read it today. We're going to show you a, car- a video of the story. Now it's time for a Bible story. There once lived a man named Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus was a tax collector and one of the most influential people in all of Jericho. He had one of the most successful tax collecting businesses and was very rich. Tax collectors weren't always very trustworthy and Zac was one of the worst. He always took more money from people than he should have and because of that, nobody liked him. You suck, Zacchaeus. Sleep in the cold thanks to you, Zacchaeus. Yeah, what he said. But one day, Jesus arrived into the town of Jericho and was closely followed by a large crowd. Where's Jesus? Quick, he's over this way. When Zacchaeus heard of Jesus' arrival, he went out to try and see him. But the thing about Zacchaeus was that he was very short. He couldn't even see over the crowds. So Zacchaeus found a tree next to the road and climbed it so that he could look for Jesus when he arrived. When Jesus arrived, he looked up to the tree and said, Quick, come down, for I must be a guest at your home today. Zacchaeus quickly climbed down from the tree, but all the other town people weren't pleased. Jesus has gone to the house of a sinner. You suck, Zacchaeus. Meanwhile, at dinner, Zacchaeus said to Jesus, I'll give back half of my money to the poor. And if I have overcharged anyone, I'll give them back four times as much. Jesus responded, Salvation has come to this house today, for Zach has shown himself to be a son of God. And I, the son of God, have come to save those who are lost, just like Zacchaeus. Yeah. So that's our quick story of Zacchaeus. And here's the deal about you know, they're, uh, uh, one of my favorites, like, the guys are like, you suck, Zacchaeus, you suck. You know, like, he was hated. And it doesn't even describe how hated he was. Here's the thing about Zacchaeus is he was a tax collector. And in the Bible, he was labeled as the chief tax collector. And that's the only place in the Bible when they talk about tax collectors is they describe someone as the chief tax collector. And this is what was really more, the most interesting thing about it is Rome was in control of basically the entire world. And... But Rome was in Rome, right? And so they couldn't, basically couldn't police everywhere in the whole, you know, world. It was so vast and they didn't have planes and they usually walked places or rode horses and so it was hard. So what they would do is they would hire people that were locals. And so the tax collectors most times were people that were local to the community. So in Jericho, it was a very heavy Jewish population. So uh, Zacchaeus was born a Jewish, he was Jewish. And what was, I, I was reading a sermon that someone gave, and he, he was trying to come up with a modern-day example of, like, who Zacchaeus was or, like, how hated he was. And he said, it was, he said it was impossible to explain because Rome ruled with such an iron fist that whole communities, if they stood up to Rome, they would annihilate them, like 30 and 40. So we live in a community, what, 40,000 people, 30,000 people? 
uh, Rome would annihilate those. And then they would put them up on crosses so that people could see uh, they meant business. And so Zacchaeus was this person. And in Jericho, there was probably families that were impacted by uh, what Rome was doing. And Zacchaeus was one of them that was working for this just basically oppressive government. And then the other thing was, is he was a tax collector, and he went and, like, basically took money from people. And tax collectors would take more than they were supposed to. They would just, you know, basically be like, you know, what is there, a 7% tax, let's say, just for an example. They would go and take whatever they wanted, and basically you kind of had to do that, or out of fear of what the Roman, or what he would do because he was the government, out of fear they would just give that to him. And so uh, people did not like them. He was very wealthy, he had what he wanted, but people hated him. Um, the other thing that we notice, that he was short, very short in stature. Uh, I consider myself, uh, I always feel like I'm short, but I actually found out I'm pretty average. You know, I mean, for a guy like, let's say he was, I mean, maybe, maybe he wasn't even five feet tall, you know. For a guy, that's pretty short, right? And so he couldn't see, and Jesus was gathering such a, a huge following, right? Um, by this time in his ministry, uh, it's pretty late, you know, a few chapters after this, you know, it kind of starts at the beginning of the end of him being arrested and uh, him, you know, going to the cross for us. And so he has quite the uh, following, quite the, and plus he was, Jesus was a Jew. And so in Jericho, you know, I'm sure there was lots of people that had heard about him, the stories. Um, he was g- gaining some sort of fame so- from his, you know, all of his miracles and how he was, you know, really interacting with people that most people didn't interact with. And so uh, if you can imagine this huge crowd, I was trying to think of what a good example of it, and the only thing I think of is like, uh, who in here has gone to like a, I don't know, is it One Direction or like Justin Bieber concert, right? So you, okay, so you have been there, right? Uh, who have you, were you on the floor when you were there? You were on the floor. Could you see? And why could you see? Well, you moved. Yeah, that's, you're right. You did. You could move. You could see. All right, so. We go to a concert, they're on stage, but could you have seen if One Direction was on the floor, you were on the floor, if they were giving their concert on the floor, could you have seen them live? Could you have seen them from where you were at? No. And so just picture that, like where you're at a, like a, a One Direction concert or, I, I don't know, I don't know another good example. Uh, I don't even know who One Direction is, but uh, just imagine this. And so Zacchaeus is short, and this person of, you know, Jesus of Lots of fame is, is walking around, and he wants to see him. And it, it doesn't say this in the scripture, but I would tend to believe that Zacchaeus had heard about Jesus, and I would think, um, and if it's anything like my experience before I really knew Jesus, uh, something was going on inside of Zacchaeus. Uh, I think, you know, there's a good chance that God was already working in, in Zacchaeus's heart. And I've heard lots of stories of uh, people that, you know, God, until they become as Christians, and I can see this in my own life, um, I became a Christian, I think I was 22 years old, or maybe it was 2000, so whatever, 14 years ago, I, I committed my life to Jesus. And I can see events in my life where God was working up to that event. And um, I would tend to believe, as we learn here in just a minute, there had, I, there, was, there, there had to have been some events in Zacchaeus' life. Because he, another thing that we learn about this is interesting, is he ran ahead to go and see Jesus. 
And Zacchaeus was a man of distinction. He was a government official. He thought he was a big deal. Um, I, I kind of label him as a big timer. You guys know, like, business guys that are big timers, they kind of walk around like they may be short, but they think they're big time. Little man's disease, maybe that's another good example of that. I suffer from that sometimes, but not that often. But uh, if you guys, no. Uh, but the idea of he thought of himself in high fashion. So he would not have run. In that culture, um, if you thought of yourself in high regard, you didn't run ahead to see anything. Because people came to you, right? Because you were a big deal. So you didn't run ahead for anything. And for that matter, you wouldn't have, if he thought, if there, you know, if he thought, he, you know, he wouldn't have climbed up into the tree because he thought himself of big stature. And so um, it's pretty interesting that um, he would go to those lengths to see who Jesus was um, just on a whim. So it's not there, but for all the things that he did in order to see Jesus um, and culturally what that meant, um, pretty good indication that he knew something of Jesus and he wanted to know more. Um, I read this, uh, I copied this down out of something that I was reading about Zacchaeus, and it says, it's obvious that he wanted to get a glimpse of Jesus. No one does, no one does what he did and has no idea who Jesus might be. He wanted to know what all the talk was about. There was a certain fame around Jesus, and it's natural for us humans when there's somebody famous or you hear of somebody famous. I remember a caravan a couple years ago. There was a guy walking around, looked like Snoop Dogg. And the amount of people that were running to see if it was really Snoop Dogg, and it, wa- it wasn't even close. Once you got up to him, it wasn't even close to him. But there was a crowd running around trying to see him because uh, Snoop Dogg's famous, right? For, well, in my era, Snoop Dogg, my and Brad's era, Snoop Dogg is famous. Some of you may or may not know. Don't Google him. Don't look him up on iTunes. Uh, um, trust me on this one, okay? Uh, but the idea is, is that Zacchaeus wanted to see him. And what happens next is amazing because in only a few chapters before this, Jesus says that it is, it is hard for a rich man to come to Jesus. And then we're going to pick it up here in just a sec. I'm going to read. I'm going to read a little bit. So it says in verse 4, it says, So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore tree. He was trying to see him, since, or he wanted to see Jesus because he was coming his way. And when Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and he said to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. And you notice when he said that, like everybody around him, because he was so hated, people were, even, the, even um, people that believed in God, they were upset because it's like, why would Jesus want to be with this tax collector? He's such a bad person. And they were, they were upset about this. The, like the people that b- said they believed in God were upset because Jesus was asking Zacche- to stay at Zacchaeus' house. He said, I must stay at your house today. So he came down at once and welcomed him gladly. So Zacchaeus came down at once and he welcomed him gladly. All the people saw this and they began to mutter, He's gone to the house, he has gone to be with the guest of a sinner. But Zacchaeus stood up and he said to the Lord, Look, Lord, here and now I give you half of my possessions to the poor. And if, and if I have cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay back four times the amount. I'm going to stop there for a second. So what's really, so Jesus, Zacchaeus is this bad dude. And I mean by bad dude, like he was the worst, the chief tax collector. He was in charge of all of, he knew what his other tax collectors were doing. He knew uh, the evil that they were doing to extort people to steal their money when they didn't have it. 
Um, and he allowed that, and probably he profited out, out of that. And to say the least, that he was part of this cult. He was stealing from his own people, basically. And then allowing Rome to come in and kill his own people, because that is what was happening. And the people were upset about that. But something happened, right? Jesus called him by name. And who knows when it happened, if it was, you know, when he laid eyes on Jesus or when Jesus looked at Zacchaeus and said, come down from here. But it said he, he gladly came. He came down at once. He didn't hesitate. He didn't think, oh, what should I do? You know, like, well, what am I going to have to give up? What am I going to have, what part of my life is going to have to change? He immediately went down. He didn't hesitate. It says, Jesus said to, or then, then he just said, he said, Jesus, whoever I have cheated out of money, whoever I've wronged, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm repenting. He's repenting of what he did wrong, right? And that's a key thing that you guys remember is repent, repenting of our sins, repenting of the things that we do wrong is, is so key. And it's, it's the first step to receiving Jesus. And he repented. And then what he said is, I'm going to make good on all that fourfold. So four times what I've cheated people out of, I'm going to repay them. So what we see here is something changed, right? Doesn't say when, doesn't say when he saw him, doesn't say as he was walking down the sycamore tree, but something changed. And in that moment, we'll read here, it says, Jesus said to Zacchaeus, today salvation has come to his house, because this man too is a son of Abraham. For the son of man came to seek and to save what was lost. So, like, I just talked about who Zacchaeus was. Like, there's no question, like, if he walked around today, um, especially for us, you know, some of us that are Christians or, you know, some of us that can look at somebody and say, well, I know exactly who they are. Like, he would be the guy that you'd be like, well, there's no way he's following God. And his life would reflect that. Like, what he's doing, it would reflect that. But in some moment, Jesus looked at him and he called, on, called him by name. And in that moment, Zacchaeus repented of his sin. Um, and said, I'm going to change, like something changed in his life. Now, we don't, we don't hear about Zacchaeus anymore in the Bible. Um, actually, this story, the only place that we find it is Luke. So, you know, we don't have this, like, indication of what happened. But um, if it's here and if Luke wrote it, Luke is this eyewitness account, like, pretty safe to say, like, well, one, it, we know it's true. and pretty safe to say that if we don't mention Zacchaeus again, like, he was a changed man. He was saved. He received Jesus, and Jesus said, salvation has come to this house like we know what we know about jesus is he died on the cross for our sins right and and through that like through our repentance of those sins through you know through zacchaeus we learn like he asked for that forgiveness and jesus granted that grace and so what i want to ask you guys is there's two things i want to talk about is the crowd um i wrote this and i want to make sure i read this because um I think it's important. It just says, is the crowd around you becoming too crowded? Like, where you're at in life, are you not being able to see Jesus around you? Satan wants to clutter our lives. He wants the noise. He wants noise to be in our lives so that we fail to hear Jesus. He wants the crowd to be around us so we fail to see him, see Jesus in our lives, see it in the lives of others around us. He wants it to be so cluttered that we can't see Jesus in the struggle. We can't see Jesus in our lives. And that, there it is right there, right? Some of you guys, like, you know, high school is that time where we just, we got, you guys got so much going on. You think about homecoming week, is a fun week, but like the list of things and activities that you guys can be a part of, it's crazy. 
Um, you know, that crowd can be the friends you're around. You know, a lot of us, like, you know, a lot of us went on caravan and we wrote things and we tried to throw them on the mountain and, um, you know, I'm sure it's been a struggle since then. I know the thing that I wrote on my rock and I threw away, um, it's been a struggle. Like, I, I have to admit, like, I allow the crowd to, like, just suffocate me. I thought about last night, I was thinking about teaching and um, I almost had, like, a panic of, like, I can't do this. Like, I'm the guy that's allowing the crowd to suffocate me sometimes. Like, I'm not, you know, I'm not focused on who Jesus is in my life at times, you know. Like, and I can justify it, right? Got three kids, five, three, one. You know, my wife took a new job. Like, there's more responsibility on me to do this and be here and be there. And, like, I can, I can make all these things of, like, yeah, it's, that's why, you know. We can make justification of why the crowd suffocates us. And sometimes it's easy. But if we fail to look for Jesus, if we fail to rise above some of those things and not see him, we're just going to keep getting suffocated, keep getting suffocated until we just can't handle it anymore. But there's good news in that. I'm going to read you guys a verse out of Romans um, because it can be hard. But Romans 5.8 says that God demonstrates his own love for us in this, that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. See, Zacchaeus didn't know what Jesus was going to do when he gave his life to Jesus. You know, what we know is that we can turn to the back of Luke, we can turn to the back of the Gospels and know what Jesus did for us. He died on the cross for us. So there's two people in here tonight. There's some of us in here that say that, well, I'm so bad. I've done so many bad things in my life. Like, Jesus, you don't want me. Well, the good news is, while you were a sinner, while you're a sinner, Christ died for you. There's some of us in here that get so suffocated by the crowd that um, like Jesus is kind of a guest in our house. Like if our hearts are our house, like he's a guest in our house, but he's not dwelling in our house. So there's some of us that we're not even opening the door to Jesus. And um, let's pray that you, you're going you're gonna to open that door. When he starts knocking, you're going to open, you're going to listen to people around you. Hopefully you're going to sign up for a small group and you're going to learn about who Jesus is. But there's some of us that, like, Jesus is a guest. And you're okay with that right now. And frankly, there are times in my life that, you know, Jesus is a guest. And I need, like, this week and this, the three weeks leading up to this has really um, been humbling experience for me of, of realizing that I'm allowing too many things in my life to suffocate and I'm just allowing Jesus to be a guest instead of just setting up shop in my house, like dwelling in me all the time. And so I'm going to have the band come up. I'm going to ask you guys just to kind of list, ask yourself a couple of questions, okay? So are you a casual observer? Um, Jackson, I don't know if you guys remember the interview, but Jackson talks about him being a, kind of a, a casual observer, like watching. And I'd assume that was a little bit of Zacchaeus. He was a casual observer for a little bit. He went up in that tree and he laid his eyes on Jesus, and Jesus looked at him and said, <clears throat> said, come down, and he didn't hesitate. So you hear Jesus asking you to come down, asking you to open the door, don't hesitate, because in that hesitation, probably a good chance you're not going to open up. And there'll be people in your lives that will speak into that, but open the door. Um, there's some of us that we just need to come down quickly 
We need to repent of what's going on in our lives. But there's some of us that got to get rid of the crowd. Some of us just got to, we got to find that tree and we got to climb up that tree and get as far away as possible. Uh, what's really cool, I'm, one last scripture, because I'm thinking about it because it's amazing. Some of you guys are probably thinking that's going to be really hard. And you're right, it is hard. Because Jesus in chapter 18 with the rich young ruler, this guy comes to Jesus, says, what does it take to be saved? And Jesus tells him, he doesn't want to do it, just walks away. And here's what Jesus said to the people around him. He said, what is impossible with men is possible with God. And what's cool is, is he talked about how it's hard for a rich man to be saved. What happens two chapters after that? Zacchaeus is a rich man. He's saved. So what's impossible for man is possible through Jesus. So I'm just praying that this year you take that risk. You get into a small group. You learn about who Jesus is from up here. Get a Bible uh, and just open the door. All right, let's pray. Lord God, I just give thanks for this time of celebrating Brad being back and what influence that he's had here. It was so cool to see kind of a standing O and how many people came up. But I also pray, Lord, that your uh, word um, was here and present in hearts, that doors uh, are knocked on, doors are open, and there's some of us that just rise above all that mess and that junk in our lives. And we know that when we give you everything, that what is impossible, that we, through us, what's impo- what we think is impossible is possible through your son, Jesus Christ. Amen.